the Geek Visions Podcast, the podcast that is dedicated to the big three of visual media, that being film, video games, and television, with a keen eye on the more nerdy and geeky aspects of those three, even though that's basically what all three of those are nowadays anyway. I am your host, as always, Hoover, and the summer of reviews still going, still going strong, as we have our next entry in the season of reviews that being obi-wan kenobi the disney plus star wars series that sees ewan mcgregor return to the role for the first time since what freaking uh episode three i believe so yeah good things there good to see him back so if you didn't know a Geekvis review is extremely spoiler heavy. So if you haven't seen the show and you plan on watching it, then you could just forget this whole podcast. You could skip right to the spoiler free section at the very end, or you could just read the spoiler free section in the description. But if not, if you don't care for spoilers or you've seen the show already, then stick around as we will talk about this series in depth. You know, we always start with a general overview and then we go into the story and the plot and then some important details Followed by what I like, what I didn't like, uh, future of the franchise, or any filmmaker notes. And then, of course, as I mentioned, that final score and the non-spoiler section at the very end. So, without further ado, let's talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi, shall we? So, Obi-Wan Kenobi was released on May 27th and went until June 22nd, 2022. It is available only on Disney+. Plus. The showrunner is Joby Harold, and the series was directed by Deborah Chow. The show stars Ewan McGregor, Moses Ingram, Vivian Lyra Blair, Hayden Christensen, Sun Kang, Rupert Friend, Kumail Nanjiani, Indra Varma, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Joel Egerton, and the one and only James Earl Jones. Now, they get into the story of Obi-Wan. So, Obi-Wan has been keeping a low profile on Tatooine. He works as a miner while keeping an eye on a young and growing Luke. He's keeping his head down as the Inquisitors are hunting any remaining Jedi. Third sister, Reva, particularly has Obi-Wan in her sights exclusively. Meanwhile, on Alderaan, a young Leia is kidnapped by a group of pirates. Bali wants Obi-Wan to rescue her, but he initially refuses, claiming that he is not the same man that he used to be. After Bali visits him in person and having a bit more time to think on him, he, of course, does what he's going to do. He goes out to save Leia. It turns out that Reva actually hired the pirates in order to lure Obi-Wan in, to the other Inquisitor's dismay, however. Reva places a bounty on him, and Leia sees this, knowing that she was taken just to get to him. She runs. When she falls from a building, Obi-Wan uses his force for the first time in years. Reva also reveals that to him that Anakin is alive and after him. But the two manage to escape the Inquisitors. The two find themselves on a mining planet and get help from a member of the Path, which is an underground network that hides those hiding and running from the Empire. The Inquisitors locate them and begin to search along with Vader himself. Obi-Wan goes off to lure them away, and Leia convinces the woman, Tala, to help him as she continues on. Obi-Wan is found by Vader and is easily overpowered in a fight, and I mean, 
Vader wrecks his shit. Like, Vader was on all new levels of pettiness in his fight with Obi-Wan. He literally strung the man up with the force, freaking set a whole patch of, like, gas or something on fire and just slowly drag this man through <laughs> through the flames and then put it out and then was just like, yeah, go get go get his ass. We, I'm not done yet. But, <laughs> but uh, luckily, Tala provides a distraction and saves Obi-Wan. But unfortunately, though, Leia is taken by Rava. Tala takes Obi-Wan to a path base on Jabim to heal, but all he wants to know is where Leia is. She's being held on the Inquisitor's stronghold, being interrogated by Rava. Tala and Obi-Wan create a plan for Obi-Wan to sneak in and Tala to use her cover to guide him. She's undercover. She's disguised as an, as an, as an Empire high-ranking officer. While inside, Obi-Wan finds a crypt full of hunted and dead Jedi, including younglings. Uh, he needs a distraction, though, and Tala risks blowing her cover to draw Reva away from Leia so Obi-Wan could go in and rescue her. Eventually, though, the three do manage to escape with help from, from the path. Vader is about to kill Reva for her failure, but she tells him that she planted a tracker and that she'll be able to find them. And, of course, the tracker is on Leia's uh, personal droid, Lola. So they track them all to the path base, but before they storm the but before they storm the base, Obi Wan and Rava speak to one another one on one, and we learn that Rava is actually going after Vader, not Obi Wan. She was actually a youngling in the Jedi uh, palace when, of course, Order sixty six came and Anakin slayed all those younglings. She was one of them. She witnessed it, but she survived. So now she's going after Vader and is just using Obi Wan as a means to gain his trust to get closer to him and to kill him. Eventually, the Empire invades the base and Tala is killed. They all escape and Reva tries to kill Vader, but she fails. Because, of course, she does. But she learns of Luke's location on Tatooine. The ship the path escaped on can't get far from Vader and his forces. Obi-Wan splits to attract Vader and buys some time. Reva lands on Tatooine searching for, o searching for Luke. Owen and Beru learn of this and put Luke in hiding. Obi-Wan lands on an un uninhabited planet and Vader goes after him to face him alone. Meanwhile, Owen and Beru fight off Reva, but can't hold her off for very long, of course, and Luke has to run, but she chases after him. During the fight with Vader, Obi-Wan gets buried under a huge pile of, rub of rubble, and Vader leaves him for dead, but Obi-Wan finds the strength inside himself and frees himself, finally knocking off that force rust after, after all those years. Uh, they clash again, and this time, Obi-Wan has the upper hand. After cutting Vader's helmet, and he comes eye to eye with Anakin face to face again for the first time in years. And it's at that moment he realizes that his friend is truly dead and there is only Vader remaining. He leaves him and then he feels that Luke is in trouble. You know, getting that, get, like I said, knocking off that force rush. <laughs> that force rust. Rust. That force rust. That is actually kind of hard to say. Rava finds Luke, but she can't bring herself to kill him. Instead, she returns him home. She speaks with Obi-Wan and he tells her that she has honored those that she that was lost, and she herself is now free. Vader reaffirms to, Pal to Palpatine that he is done with Kenobi and lives to serve only him. Leia returns home and meets with Obi-Wan one more time before they both say goodbye to one another. And back on Tatooine, he abandons his old little hovel, his little cave, and as he meets Luke, 
face to face, and after so long, he finally speaks to the force ghost of his old mentor, Qui-Gon, and he goes off to the next adventure. And that is Obi-Wan Kenobi in a nutshell. So some important elements. Uh, th- actually, this is not very, not very many of these. I had to, I couldn't dive too much into, but we'll talk about some a little bit. So uh, Obi Wan's consciousness. So the events of Episode Three and everything with Anakin very much clearly still weighs on Obi Wan as we see throughout the series. He sees Anakin's face a lot. He still has nightmares over his fight with him way back when. Um, uh, and like I mentioned, he hasn't used the Force since that day and views it as his biggest failure. Um, it is during, uh, one of the, mo- one of the moments in the cave, he does kind of, um, express the fact that sometimes when he's dreaming, he can hear Qui-Gon, but it never goes anything further than kind of just like some hushed whispers as he sleeps. So that's why at the end, when he finally saw him in full, it was kind of like, you know, he's finally moved past all that trauma and he finally has all that weight off his shoulders. Um, also, uh, there was a fake Jedi who was played by Kumail Nanjiani, who played a con man pretending to be a Jedi, uh, when he was first looking for Leia, but he wasn't all bad. He was kind of a good guy. He worked with the path to kind of free people running from the empire. He just kind of used the whole thing that he was a Jedi to make people a little bit more comfortable, but also just to kind of earn a little bit of money on the side. Uh, but he still, he got really cool with Obi-Wan towards the end. He even left Leia in his care when he went off, when he split off from the rest of the path to go fight Vader. So yeah, there was that. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah, like I mentioned, not too much actually going on that I couldn't dive into. But uh finally for what I liked, um Vader. <laughs> yeah, Darth Vader. Um now I will say I'm not a huge Star Wars guy. Like I like Star Wars. I've seen all the movies and um I, I very much like the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian might go down as like my favorite Star Wars anything ever for right now uh but yeah i never got into like any like expanded universe stuff or you know any books or comics or anything like that i have played a few video games fortunately and fallen order i played both of those but yeah never been a huge massive star wars guy so i never really been into it like that but and clearly i was born in 90 so i was born very much after the original trilogy so, uh, the point I'm trying to make is Darth Vader for me never felt that intimidating on screen, at least in like TV or movies, uh, some in video games, he definitely felt powerful and menacing. And I definitely see that, like I mentioned, Force Unleashed and Jedi Fallen Order. He definitely felt like that in those instances, but in terms of like film or TV, I never really got that feeling from him. Like I knew he was a bad guy. I'm very much aware he's like one of the more most iconic bad guys in like cinema history and whatnot. But I just never felt I've never seen or felt that anything intimidating from him in anything. He did have one like really badass moment in um in Rogue One towards the end that was really cool. But it was never like intimidating that i was like dude this man is not one to be messed with this show changed that though him in this show was the first time i felt i felt it for the first time in this show like i mentioned when he is just fucking wrecked (laughs) obi-wan in that first fight they had 
And then I was just like, bro, just the level of pettiness he had to drag him through a fire, of course, reflected what happened to him uh, when they fought way back when. Um, yeah, and like he just like went through like this town to like draw Obi-Wan's attention. He like just walked through town and was just like nonchalantly just freaking force choking and snapping necks was just like no problem. This was the first time Vader just like first time Vader actually felt like a problem for me was in this show and I liked it. Uh speaking of that, the final fight between the two of them was dope. Um uh <laughs> this is just gonna be just me gushing over Vader for <laughs> for the most time for what I liked. But uh yeah his fight style because he's like half freaking robot a lot of his fight style was just like force and aggression and just coming at guy. There's nothing finesse about Vader's fighting style, but just the fight between him and Obi-Wan at the end and just like, you know, burying him under the rubble and Obi-Wan coming up and, you know, finding that refound strength and the two of them fighting at the end. That was all just very well done. Um, also in the fight before that, the one where Obi-Wan was trying to run from him, um, all the sh how they shot that was really dope too. How Vader would just freaking appear in front of Obi Wan from the shadows, and his his lightsaber was like the only light out there, and it, it was it was very much just like horror movie villain vibes in that moment. And I like like this just turned into just me gushing over Vader. I told you it just it just it just the first time it really worked for me. Like I felt I I finally understand what all those young kids felt like in the 70s when uh, Darth Vader was first introduced in the original trilogy. I I, I understand now, because I felt it too in this show. Uh, What else? Uh, another thing I liked is um, there was clearly some little hints and evidence that Obi-Wan had really kind of just kind of lost faith in people after the events of 3 and Order 66. Because you can see it, because Leia was very much just like very kind of easily just kind of trusting people and believing them. And she had no problem asking people for help. She had no problem believing like, uh, when they first escaped, when they first escaped the pirates in like the first or then the second episode, and they were waiting on, um, help from, uh, the path where it turned out it was Tala. Uh, Obi-Wan was very much like, Oh, we got tricked. Nobody's coming. This was all a trap. It was all bull. And they was like, well, no, if we just wait, somebody could show up. And then, so, yeah, it was very much, you can see that Obi-Wan had kind of lost faith in people and believing in people and feeling everybody had ulterior motives, you know. I mean, which is understandable after Order 66 and, of course, Anakin turning in the end. So, it was very much understandable. Um, what I didn't like, um, pretty much one thing, one thing only, uh, length. The series was only six episodes long, so it was very much... Which I don't want to short change it, but because there's only six episodes, this it, it very much felt like a side story. Which there was never any indication that it wasn't just supposed to be that, but still, it it, it very much just feels like it's a side story. Um, that is just like an additional piece of something which can make it very skippable, I guess you could say. You know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't seem to be anything very integral 
to everything going on within this, especially now that we have this whole new expanded Star Wars universe taking place now with the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett and the Ahsoka series coming. So yeah, it definitely feels like this is more of just something for more kind of just more Star Wars stuff, something for more diehards, um, something for people who are just freaking madly crushing on the Ewan McGregor, uh, like myself. I'm not <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it, 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 was, it was just a very short, very short series. Um, and it's very what you see is what you get. You know what I mean? Like, there's not much deeper beyond Obi-Wan has to rescue Leia and he comes face to face with Darth Vader for the first time in years. That's literally everything that happens in this show. And like I said, not the, it, it's, I don't want to say it's shortchanging, but I, I, I definitely have making it seem like that. But yeah, it's just a, a six episode run was just very short and just really kind of made it seem like it wasn't viable in a way i guess um future of the franchise uh very unknown at this point will we get a season two uh we don't know uh, nothing has been confirmed just yet um so we'll have to wait and see what happens there all right and for the final score the non-spoiler section and my final score so while the title is, while the series is titled Obi-Wan, this is very much the story of Obi-Wan and Anakin. Uh, I'm no huge Star Wars guy, so this was a great and long missing chapter of their story reuniting for the first time since the Clone Wars for me. While a bit too short for my taste, it still tells a great story with some very good action. Uh, and Vader was a boss in this overall series, and he did not disappoint very much so. I will continue to say that. So my final score for Obi-Wan Kenobi is a 6 out of 10. Uh, very good, very solid, um, but nothing in here that really makes me go, this is must watch. You know what I mean? Like, definitely as good as The Mandalorian. I freaking love The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian is a show I will say, yes, please watch it because it is so very good. Um, like I said, that might be something to do for the length. As I said, maybe it was never planned on to be anything more than that. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. And like I said, I'm, I'm not a huge Star Wars guy. So I don't know if, like I said, maybe something already exists that kind of shows Obi-Wan and Anakin meeting for the first time since the Clone Wars, since Revenge of the Sith. But for, but this, that's what kind of made me interested in this for me. Just the fact that. It was the first time Obi-Wan and Anakin are meeting again since their fight in Revenge of the Sith and since uh, Anakin had become Darth Vader. So that was a that was a pretty good motivation. I'm not disappointed that I watched. It was never very much not a disappointing show. It's still very good, but nothing about it is really like must watch. You need to see this. Go watch it. Uh, so that's, it's just a little short quick six episode side quest for obi-wan so but it's but it is done very well so yes that is my final score for obi-wan a six out of ten i will say though this um they did have like an intro at the start that really kind of told the story of obi-wan and anakin from episode one up to this point um but 
Yeah, and then the performances of both McGregor and uh, when he's fighting Darth Vader and sees him. This whole thing definitely makes me want to go and watch like the Clone Wars, the movie and the series to really kind of even watch the 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 movies again to really kind of get the entire history of Obi-Wan and Anakin to really feel more of that weight when they come back face to face for the first time again. I always plan to, but this definitely makes you makes you want to double down on watching the Clone War series. So that's something that I might do in the future. But anywho, that is all for this review of Obi-Wan Kenobi. What did you think about the show? Did I piss you off that I kind of just gave it a six? Um, was this one of the best things that they've ever done with Star Wars franchise? Like I said, I'm not a big Star Wars guy, so it doesn't hold a lot of that weight for me personally. Um, yeah, pretty much just um, <laughs> a lot of love for Darth Vader from me in this show. But uh, yes, like I said, the summer of reviews is in full swing. This is just another one down. We got a few more coming in the future. We've got um, uh, The Boys, which just ended. We've got Stranger Things, which wrapped up a few. Which the, the, the final part came out a few weeks ago. And then, of course, we've got Miss Marvel wrapping up. And then we've also got Umbrella Academy, which was released on Netflix, too. Um, I, for, I just remembered this when I did my re releases for the month. Um, Netflix is also releasing a Resident Evil series. So I watch that. And if I feel it's worthy, maybe we'll have an impromptu, uh, addition to the summer reviews where we'll review that and see how that goes. Cause definitely things are definitely slowing down at this point. A lot of stuff is, it's over now. I got the reviews done, so I just got to record them. So a lot of things are about to slow, <laughs> a lot of slowing down right now, especially considering the fact that reservation dogs doesn't come out until august so might have some time to throw one more in there but we shall see but in order to get on the train for all this you got to make sure you're subscribed and you're following on all the platforms spotify apple podcast uh google podcast amazon podcast all that good stuff stitcher we're all we're on all that so follow subscribe so you can be all up to date and know when these episodes drop out for the summer overview um eventually i gotta get a news drop done uh because there's been a lot of news coming out and a lot of it is kind of old now so i gotta restructure the last script i had to incorporate more newer stuff but yeah because it's been a long time since we have a news drop and the news don't stop just for me so it, it keeps going so we gotta get a news drop in here somewhere so be on the lookout for that too so that's all from me here right now uh, you already got, you guys already know, look out for yourselves, look out for your loved ones, you know, spend some time with them, tell them you love them, do things you enjoy, do things you love, chase your dreams, I'm being inspirational right now, but, <laughs> but you already know, as always, keep watching, keep playing, and stay awesome, until next time everybody, this is not goodbye, but see you later, but I'll still say goodbye.